podcast deals with themes, languages, and situations that may not be suitable for young audiences. If you're under the age of 18, parental guidance isn't going to help you here. It's Tuesday in it, which means that it is time for another episode of Now Open the Podcast. Thank you to everyone joining us today. My name is Trisha. My name is Kai. And my name is Jobim. Yes, we're all here. And welcome to Now Open the Podcast, the sex education podcast that is more sex and education. We have quite an episode for you. All right. So, you know what? We're just going to dive right into this. Uh, Kai, why don't you go ahead and introduce our lovely guest today? Okay. So, today we have a practicing astrologer who is also Rappler's very own astrology writer. We have Gigi. Hello. Hey, everyone. Hi. Nice to be here. How are you? So, I'm I'm so happy you're here. We're all excited to have you here. To start off the show, I want to ask everyone here, what are your sun signs and what signs are you most? Yeah, so um, Kai was asking us what our sun signs were. Can you hear her? No, I, I, I can't. No, but she was she was asking what our sun signs were. Trisha, what's your sun sign? Something happened with my headphones. Oh, wow. Is Mercury? Bim. Oh, no. <gasps> it's back. <laughs> okay, anyway. So you guys asked me what my sun sign was. Mm-hmm. Is that right? And what okay. signs are you attracted to? All right. I am a Gemini, and I am attracted to... I don't know. There's no pattern, I think. Uh, really? Like sun sign wise, at least. Um, I don't know. I've dated an Aries. I've dated a Cancer, an Aquarius, a Sagittarius. Um, I don't okay. know what the others were. <laughs> but yeah, like I've dated like pretty much. I don't think I've had any that have like repeated in any kind of significant okay. way. So. Right. Mm, interesting. Joby, well, you've got a bingo you? card going at least. Yeah, so you're going through the signs there. one by one. <laughs> you have half the zodiac, girl. She's just trying to collect the zodiac signs like Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. So, like, not I don't have you cards. yet. Yeah, okay, who's next? Jobim, what about you? I am a Scorpio. I'm. And you are attracted to? Generally, Tauruses and other Scorpios. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I would say the same. Like, I am a Scorpio and like much of... My younger years, I would always date only Scorpios. And then I recently figured out I'm attracted to, like, emotionally, I like Pisces people. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I can tell you, uh-huh, I can but... tell you guys why later. I think we should also talk about, like, not just what we're attracted to, like, the people we've already dated and their sun signs, but also which sun sign you're attracted to in theory. Like, I love the idea of Sagittarius. I just like the concept of Sagittarius. I love them too. <laughs> yeah, right. So I haven't dated a I lot get of that. I get Sagittarius that. suns. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm also a Scorpio, so we've edged out. Uh, Ooh, 
someone help me someone rescue yes. me i'm i'm surrounded the, by scorpios three scorpios and a gemini walking hey pickle juice it's your turn to say what your sun sign is what's the question the sun your sign. sun sign and who you're attracted i'm to. i'm a libra oh, thank you so much for the question <laughs> Emily Bra and I find myself getting super attracted to Sag people. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. I have a question. Can you give us speaking of we've been talking about sun signs, but um mm-hmm. I know that there's so much more to attraction than just their sun signs. Um can you give sure. us a rundown on like, like how that works? Um well, we when you're looking at um astrology like before mm-hmm. i mean we can never talk about astrological compatibility you gotta sort of know what your your astrological makeup is so for that you would have to look at a birth chart so any mm-hmm. any birth chart is basically just a snapshot of the sky uh, at the precise moment and location that you're born so it's just coordinates and a time and then uh, all the positions of the planets are sort of encased within an amber. And then that's, in astrology, we look at that as sort of the potential of a person's life that unfolds over time. So the natal chart actually contains, so it's not just, I mean, it's not just zodiac signs. Astrology is really looking at the planets and the zodiac signs are one part of it. Um, The natal chart shows us the relationships of the planets with each other. So during that time, Um, and so, what you'll have, you'll, what you'll see in the circular birth chart that you'll kind of get on astro.com or any um, birth chart generator websites, you'll see the planets, uh, the zodiac signs they're in, things called degrees, which are the numbers, the just the mathy part, I guess, like the number, the degrees they're in in the zodiac, and then also houses, which is when you see a circular birth chart that's sliced into like a pizza pie. There are twelve slices called the houses as well. So Slytherin. when you're looking at, so, yeah, sure, yeah, one of them, and then the other, well, the other eleven are Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and eight others. We, and we the other eight, name. the, the lesser known. The other, eight, the other sure. eight. You're not a real <laughs> okay, Harry Potter house, fan if you don't know the <laughs> the houses are the houses are really like where the action happens. So okay, uh, I, to explain, okay, this is my favorite metaphor for describing a birth chart. So think of. Think of your life as a stage play. If your life were a stage play um, and the birth chart is the stage, it's the planets that are the actors. So the planets are the Sun, the Moon, Venus, Mercury, Mars, Saturn, Jupiter, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. I think that's all of them. Uh, So it's the planets that that are the actors. And you think of the zodiac signs as the characters that they play on the stage. So it's really just the costumes they wear. For instance, think about your sun sign. And the sun sign in astrology is your identity. But then we have uh, also your moon sign, which is your emotions. And Venus is your sort of your love and your relationship style. Mars is your drive and your ego. So like how you you do the things, uh, how you get the things you want and, so, and such. And so on and so forth. So take, for example, if you had uh, Venus as an actor in your birth chart. How does Venus act? Think of the signs. If Venus were were in, um, let's say Scorpio, then it would be a really intense, like kind of Heathcliff kind of Venus. 
and then you add the other stuff like um, the houses. The houses are the backdrop, the setting. Where where is the action happening? Where is Venus acting like a Heathcliff lover? So if it were in some place like the tenth house, which is career, and then well, so Venus would express uh, sort of her love nature and relating in a very intense way in the career part of her of your life, and then. I mean, it gets really, really complicated because, again, we're looking at planets, right? So they're all going to be talking to each other. So the talking part is the dialogue in the stage play. When the planets talk to each other in your birth chart, that's where sort of the action happens and that's how your life sort of unfolds. So if you had, for example, a birth chart where Venus was in conversation or was in aspect or contact with Saturn, then you would have then you would have to look at the nature of the conversation like is uh is venus in a good relationship with saturn in your birth chart then that means you would be a very serious uh a very serious lover who would be um who would lean into commitment perhaps or like be responsible in terms of love because again venus is about love and also about finances but if venus were in conflict with saturn where there's drama between Venus and Saturn in your chart, then you would have um, sort of a lot more blockages with love, like because Saturn is discipline and karma and restriction and boundaries. So if uh, Venus had some beef with Saturn in your chart, then you would see a love nature that's much more restrictive and not very open, not very not very easy to sort of go into relationships and partnerships. So in astrology, we're really looking at all these things and not just the sun signs because it's really the planets that tell the story. So yeah, so they're the actors. When we're looking at compatibility, then it's the planets first and foremost that we look at. Mm. So I hope that answers your question. Right. So like what I'm seeing, what I'm getting is that what what what's really determines our, our chart, what, 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 where it comes to life is how the planets come into dialogue, correct? Yes, that's how that's I, correct. that's how I, oh no, yeah, so yeah, you got that right. So then that's what happens in your own birth chart. So when you come into contact or in a relationship with a person, then you have to look at how their birth chart is speaking to your birth chart. So that's what, um, that's what synastry or, or, or uh, astrology compatibility is like. You slap the, all right, so you do um, celebrity birth charts. Um, can you can you give us an example of a celebrity relationship whose birth charts are extremely compatible, and those like a relationship who whose aren't? No, because uh, the the thing with like compatibility is um, I hesitate to say that. Like, I'll think of you can think of like charts of couples that have quote unquote good compatibility, but um, in in practice, there's still like lots of things there that wouldn't be so nice and would be compatible because then you're gonna uh, usually what happens is not it's not like a binary where you put two people together and everything agrees. So I find right. that's rarely the case. And I I mean in in sort of obvious um, obvious common sense that not all of all the parts of you jive with another person if you even if you feel really compatible with them right um, right yeah and and it shows up in astrology as well so you have good you'll have points of good um compatibility but 
usually the the com the it's commonly combined with parts that are not very um, compatible. One one instance that I've studied where the compatibility is really dramatic was um, Elizabeth Taylor and who was she married to? Tim Burton. That dude she was married. Yeah, uh, so Richard Burton. Richard Burton. Richard Burton. God, other Burton, Burton like yeah. the director. <laughs> We don't know, yeah. Ah, yes, Elizabeth Hurley in Edward Scissorhands. (laughs) So, yeah, Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton had famously a very tempestuous relationship. They were on and off for many years. I think they were divorced and married and divorced and married. Um, And it really shows that, yeah, so it's kind of, yeah, it's a little bit crazy. But when you look at their synastry, when you look at their charts on top of each other, it really shows a very compatible relationship in theory but the thing is like it come it also comes down to again your birth chart as well like so if you have parts of your chart that are already if you're naturally tempestuous which elizabeth taylor was she was very passionate and very like i would say emotionally unstable but she already yeah she already had that naturally so just even coming into contact with someone who was compatible with her would set that off so um ultimately it's it's a really really complicated really really nuanced um art i guess i would say that um that ultimately like you can look at compatibility you can even say in, in theory you're compatible with someone but if you have in your own birth chart lots of baggage and lots of relationship um, relationship sort of hang-ups that are built into it, a compatible relationship will just trigger those points or make them stagnant. Here's the logic I say. We don't, as an astrologer, I don't really look at whether a person and another person are compatible or not because no good astrologer will tell you you're not compatible with your partner. What we're really looking at is whether your your cross aspects like what parts challenge each other and what parts are more supportive and soft mm. uh, so we're looking at soft and hard aspects that's really the terminology so if, with hard aspects this is the, the parts that trigger more friction like if you think about your relationships and what are the points that you've had with somebody where you you didn't think were like Oh, we're so different. We communicate really differently, and it drives me nuts. But also, I love it. You know, you know that. So the, it's also the it's also the the thing that creates the friction and the attraction in the relationship. Um, or think about it like, oh, this this guy is like, okay, this is my pattern now. But like, I'm always like, this guy is really detached, like really detached and really cool, and I hate it because I'm a Scorpio and I want like intense and I want you to be really into me. But when when a guy is like they're generally very cool and detached and then they show me they like me but not in the way that i want that drives me nuts but it's also what i attract subconsciously and what i chase as well so but that that ultimately shows that it's also these like bad incompatible quote unquote um parts of another person that create the friction that you need to have attraction and then on the flip side, things that you would think are normally compatible, like if you think of the signs again, the elements, all the water signs are supposed to be compatible. But compatibility is just the smoothness and the ease of um, relationship, which means you get along, basically. But then sometimes that's boring as well. Like if you just have someone you always you constantly get along with, 
like you just right. vibe with each other all the time it's it gets kind of boring there's no there's not enough challenge so ultimately compatibility is balancing the tense friction aspects the differences that you have with each other and more and smoother more compatible aspects with each other so that's when i'm looking at two charts in synastry you want a bit of both in in elizabeth taylor and richard burton's case it was a lot of intense harsh aspect the hard aspects is what i'm getting is what creates the passion in the yes. relationship is that what yeah. i mean okay okay yeah. okay trisha said you dated aries uh dated aries and libra and things like that yeah me yeah <laughs> uh i've dated two aries which Aries's. which yeah which one of them are more like gave you more trouble i guess or like was is it um yeah the aries the people gave me so much trouble um okay. like uh the one aries i remember one time we were watching a movie i think it was austin powers or something super chill everything was fine and then all of a sudden she turns to me and she goes i'm breaking up with you and i'm like oh okay um and then at that point like she she does this she used to do this all the time she used to just like break up with me for reasons and i think at this point i was like okay <laughs> i guess and she's like aren't you going to fight me and i'm like well why are you breaking up with me then and she said it's because everything was so good that she needed a little like she wanted to fight a little bit so that there was some kind of like yeah so there was some kind of friction or some kind of drama or something because things were too okay. good because we were not fighting so she would pick that these fights healthy. yeah it was it was high school so you can imagine how healthy it was so she would pick these fights just because no fights were happening Aries, Aries. recommend I that <laughs> this doesn't what? feel like For TV me. relationships <laughs> fight me <laughs> For me, like a lot of a lot of the people I've dated, Scorpios as well. It was very passionate, but at the same time, very troublesome. Like I think that it was very. I mean, the sex was great, but then everything else around it was falling apart, and that was a constant like pattern in the Scorpios I've dated. And then I also dated the Leo. That was a very. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trisha hates her, I but hate like her so much. Um... <laughs> But like yeah, that relationship was very passionate, but she was also very very self-righteous. Um she was very self-righteous okay. in a way that like I couldn't handle. Right mm-hmm. now I am with a Pisces and Okay. She's a very ah. Ch- ah. I think she's, she's watching. Chilly. Hello baby. <laughs> Hi baby. <laughs> Congratulations. Hey, Thank you. Uh, so the strange thing is, like, um, uh, tra- I mean, traditionally, Leo and Scorpio are not compatible signs. Uh, they're both <laughs> fixed signs. They're both fixed signs. Um, but one is a fire sign and one is a water sign. Um, and they would make an aspect that was called a square. A square. Uh, yeah. So when you look, when you yeah. want to look at signs that are not. Like compatible or who make hard as hard aspects to each other. I almost said hard as hard aspects to each other. You want to look at the signs that are um, the same modality. Sorry, this is a technical term now, but the same modality. 
So the modalities are the cardinal signs. So these Aries, Libra, Capricorn, and Cancer. So those four signs are traditionally not very good with each other because they go about things the same way, but they have different wants. They're all initiators. They're all um, leaders, but they don't get along in the way that their goals are not. As signs, as archetypes, they don't really want the same things. There's also the mutable, the mutable modality. And we have Gemini, Sagittarius, Virgo, and Pisces. So again, these are signs that they are, you have one element of each, each modality. So these are, again, that signs that are uh, very flexible. They're known for their flexibility, but in different ways. So like Gemini is flexible in that it's very social and it's very outgoing and it wants information. Like uh, Trisha is a Gemini son. <laughs> I'm very much a Gemini. But, mm. but a, a sign that would conflict with that is Pisces, which is, fle- which is flexible, but it's more emotionally, because it's a water sign. So it's more emotionally in tune doesn't really do well with like information. It wants more to like float in emotions and stuff. So yeah, so those are the 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 mutable signs. And then the other the third modality is the fixed signs. So we have Scorpio, Leo, um, Aquarius, and oh my god, I'm missing a fixed sign. Capricorn. The, Cap no Capricorn is a I cardinal lost that. sign. No. Aries? No. No, no, no. Aries is also a cardinal sign. Well, we're missing one. I'm going to probably hear whoever from they that, are. Whoever that sign Taurus? is. Taurus? I... Taurus, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so those are, yeah. So oh, Scorpio, the Tauruses. Scorpio, I know. Scorpio, Taurus, Leo, and Aquarius are not compatible traditionally because they're very, these are the signs that are known for being stubborn in different ways. Like Taurus is very, very stubborn. They're very like, I want what I want when I want it and that's when but they're more geared towards like material pleasure and material satisfaction whereas Scorpio is more fixed but it's fixed water so it's ice so it's like these are my feelings they're very intense and they're very deep and then that's that's all you're gonna get and I'm not gonna change my feelings I find that that's the (laughs) I'm also a Scorpio that's so so true but yeah I find that I find that like fixed water is is always ice and so it's like very deep down and like we don't change our minds when we sort of we sort of pick someone so yeah so those are so those are the signs that are incompatible so you've mentioned like the modality i wanted to ask like what are the what are the basic traits per element so i i know that there's water air and um fire Fire. and earth and the avatar right and the avatar. <laughs> <laughs> but everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> or Captain Planet, whichever generation you are. Heart. Where's Heart? <laughs> Where's the Heart? And how element? do I know what element I am? Yeah. Oh well, okay. So we're still we're still talking um, sun signs. So Scorpios are Scorpios are water signs, uh, along oh. with Pisces and Cancer. Air signs are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. Fire signs are Aries, Sagittarius, and Leo. And the earth signs are Taurus, Capricorn, and Virgo. The way that they're grouped is... um, Actually, the the rationale for why they're grouped that way is not very clear in the history. But 
okay, we'll just just assume that because nobody oh, people always ask me why is Aquarius why is Aquarius an air sign? It's literally water, <laughs> not a water. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's not it's not clear actually like in 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 the history, but people like to say well it's because he's holding the water and the water is outside yeah. him. So so symbolism though, Yun for like Aquarius is being really detached because they're holding the water and pouring the water out. It's like get out of here, emotions. Paranganan. That makes sense from the Aquarius makes sense. I've dated. Yeah. As someone who dates a lot of Aquarius, I just, uh, yeah, I find it very true. But it's not because they're not emotional per se. It's just that they hold their emotions apart from them. Like the mm-hmm. water bearer, I guess. Yep. But they're very, they're actually very, they're very emotional, but they they stay above it. They, they, they layer it, so to speak. But anyway, so the... So when you think of the the signs that are grouped in elements, these are the signs that are traditionally compatible with each other, because they share they share they share sort of goals, naman. Like they they share goals. They just go about their goals in different ways. So kanina we were talking about signs that had the same agenda but like different ways of, oh sorry, different agenda but like the same ways of going about it. When we think of the elements, now you want to think of signs that want the same things. So Pisces and Scorpio and Cancer are all attuned to their emotions. They think about they think about their feelings, I guess, a lot. I would say mm. the fire signs are are much more action oriented. Like they want to do stuff. So that's that's their their rationale. And the air signs are the the air signs are the social lubricant of the zodiac. They're more about communicating and relationships. Not so much the emotional part of it, but more on the relating and exchanging ideas. And then the earth signs are concerned with material stuff. They wanna, they wanna build. They wanna have. They want tangible things and things that you can see, and then hold and, and things like that. They're more body oriented. So yeah. So they all want this, these these signs. They all want the same thing. So that's why they're compatible, quote unquote. So the modalities are more about the agenda, whereas the elements are more correct no no the the elements are more about the agenda the modalities are more like how they sort of achieve the agenda that make, that so it's a really sense. yeah 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 so the the way the the signs are grouped is is a bit complicated but it's also the it's also the rationale behind which signs we consider compatible and which signs we consider not why? You need to why? tell me why Scorpios. Why Scorpios? Why Scorpios in my life? <laughs> I'll tell you why. I will tell you why. Because as a Gemini, you're like this big fat sack of blood to a herd of Did you of just call me fat? Scorpios. You're like a like a No, you're a sack of blood. You're you're like a, a blood bag to all of us Scorpios that suck your emotional availability. Until you're dry, until you're dead, and you're like, please take some more. And we're like, yeah. I did not sign up for Jobim reading me this evening. That is Gigi's job. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we also have. I will say this, though. I mean, I I haven't dated a lot of Scorpios, but the only women I've been truly intimidated by were the Scorpios I've dated. I I don't know what that that says. I, I don't know. They're, they're the ones that make me kind of like question myself. Other, otherwise, I'm, I'm pretty confident. But when I'm up against another Scorpio, I'm like, hmm, no, maybe I'm not the or shit. Do they challenge <laughs> you? Know, just... 
Scorpios are <laughs> very challenging as, again, a person that, who That is... would show up in the sinistry as well. Again, it's not about the Scorpios. It's what, like, of well, what's, the rela- what's your relationship to Scorpio in your own birth chart? So this is something like that right. every, every, this is something that everyone who roasts the zodiac signs misses. And it's that we all have the zodiac signs in the birth chart. So we all carry the energy. It just depends on where it is, again, in the in that slice of like in that slice of pie each zodiac sign gets a slice so where is it that's the question so anytime someone says me like oh my god i hate libra it's like what what is libra doing in your birth chart it's probably you it's always you (laughs) you just hate yourself you know possibly (laughs) possibly like that's a good question like because jubim is a scorpio but then he said he's also intimidated by scorpio and i'm thinking why would you be intimidated by that if you had that energy already because it's supposed to be your sun sign so that's something an astrologer can answer for you actually thankfully we have one on hand tonight Ah, thankfully we have one on hand and guys make sure you stick around because at the end of this uh, Gigi's going to roast all will, of our birth charts. I will. I will try. I, don't know, I think I, we I, will, I should have prefaced this with like I'm not good at roasting people. I'm like I. Well, I always want to be nice. You're going to read us. You're going. This mm. is the most vulnerable. Sure, yeah. You'll probably see us Ooh, for a bit. Okay. Okay. So let's keep talking okay. about compatibility here. So you were just talking about okay. how sun signs are yeah. not. Whenever you do compatibility, you're always like, oh, I'm a Gemini and they're an Aquarius. And allegedly that was supposed to be like my most compatible. But I Mm -hmm. did date somebody who was an Aquarius for four years and that did not work out. So it's not just about sun Mm -hmm. sign. Yes. Yeah. So that's right. So again, like when you have when you figured out your birth chart, you know like what all the planets are sort of doing in your birth chart and what signs they are, what houses they're in, um, and generally which ones are more important to you, which ones are rela- which ones are in charge of your relationship houses, which sounds really complicated, but I'll I'll we'll walk you through like a simple way um, that has to do with the rising sign. So actually, the rising sign is more important when you're comparing relations. I mean, they're all important, but the rising sign will tell you what sign is in your seventh house of relationships. So the seventh house is the house uh, that's to do with your partner, all all one-on-one relationships. Uh, that includes business partnerships, uh, actually. But generally, the people that you attract to you, it'll be the opposite of your rising sign. So I went ahead and I went ahead and looked at everyone's rising signs. So we can like and then we can like have a better idea of what people you actually attract and what you're attracted to. Um, and that that tells you so much more things about the kind of relationships that you that you like more than your sun sign. So we can start with Trisha. Yeah. Trisha, while she may be a Gemini sun, her rising sign is actually an Aries. So that tells us that's half the answer to why you attract a lot of Aries because you have you have that as your rising sign. But then the opposite sign will be Libra. So Patricia is more attracted to people who are very calm, very artistic, very um, aesthetic oriented, I would say. They're not generally very aggressive. They're very harmonious people and very um, that's the kind of people that you generally tend to like being in relationships with. The ruler of that is Venus. 
So Venus is really, really important to you when it comes to your relationships. Well, in general, Venus is already the planet of relationships. And then you have Venus in Cancer. Yeah. Which means that you like, I mean, Venus is, is how you attract people, but it's also how you take care of you, how you show your love. It's your love language, basically. And Venus in Cancer is just like, Loving people by being their mom. That's a great that, one. That's, that's an amazing one. Yeah. Why is that really correct? <laughs> and you said you weren't good at reading people. Uh, I said I was good at reading people, not roasting them, because I'm like I'm really I feel good. roasted. I feel, it's I feel very like, hot I feel, right I guess now. I the roasting part. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, so that's, what that's, do I do with this information? I am my mother. No, but no, you're not your mother. You just want to be your lover's mothers. Uh, if that makes sense. All right. So that's, so that's a simple it way to look at. It does make sense, doesn't more, it? More than me? the sun sign. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's look at Kai if you want to look at Kai. Yes, please. Let's move the spotlight away. <laughs> <laughs> so Kai, is a, Sky said, uh, Kai says she's a Scorpio sun. Is that right? And mm-hmm. you're, but you're a Taurus rising, which says like you would be in part attracted to Taurus people, but also the opposite sign of that is also Scorpio, which means yeah, it makes sense the way you're attracted to Scorpio people. Ah. It's it's the sign again. We're looking at the rising sign and the, the sign opposite to it, because when in astrology, when you're thinking about like partnerships, there's always like there's a yin yang thing going on you always want to have someone yang to your yin if that makes sense mm-hmm. you have a taurus rising with scorpio in the seventh house so all your relationships tend to be very intense tend to be very i guess monogamous is, is one thing because scorpio always wants to be like the only one in some way <laughs> and then that's interesting. The, the ruler, uh-huh. yeah, the ruler of the ruler of Scorpio is Mars, and you have Mars in Virgo. So I mean, apart from lovers that are very intense and very, they're very emotionally bonded to you. These are always like one-on-one partnerships where I have to have it all. I have to have the whole of you and your entire soul. You also like tend to like lovers that are very, um, very clean and neat and precise, very orderly, very like very good at making their life organized in in some way is that very virgo energy so yeah so that's that's one and we only looked at the opposite sign of your rising and the ruling planet to that but if i mean if you were going to do a relationship reading then you go to all all of the all of the other things but yeah, so that's that's the the rationale of it. You always want to look at that is the opposite of your rising sign for what signs you tend you generally tend to attract willingly or unwillingly. That explain like my my attraction to Pisces. I think it would depend on what others is going on in their chart. So because again, they're not right. just it's not just their sun signs. Right. So right, it right, would show right, here right. like. Um, what else they've got going on well the pisces in question keeps commenting that she wants to win the giveaway okay (laughs) so maybe we'll find out 
what Maybe it is we'll about this out, particular yeah. Pisces. All right, you know what? I want to know what the fuck is up with Jabim's chart. Okay, <laughs> I do too. Uh, okay, so Jabim is many a... people want to know this, <laughs> but very so few do. Um, Jabim is a Scorpio sun, <laughs> but he's got Sagittarius rising, um, and the opposite. The opposite of Sagittarius is Gemini. So for this would show, yeah. (laughs) Am I opening up a can of worms, Trisha? No worms. Okay, no worms. (laughs) So when when I'm thinking of someone with a Sagittarius descendant, so that's the opposite of the the rising sign or the ascendant. The Sagittarius, with a Gemini descendant, would look for partners where they have intellectual compatibility where they're kind of on the same wavelength in terms of their in the way that they think they want they want intellectual stimulation. And I hate I hate the word, but it's it's sapiosexual. <laughs> really dumb word, but like so they're very attracted to people who are very who they think are very intelligent, who have a lot of knowledge, um, who can talk. I think talking is very important to people with Gemini descendant. They have to be able to talk to their partners. And then we're looking at the ruler of Gemini. It's Mercury in Libra. So both air signs. So air signs, air signs are very like attractive to Jabim. I hazard to guess. So the intellectual connection again is very important, and the social connection. Like they have to be able to be um, on the same sort of level intellectually. So that's that's what I see. Interesting. So, Jabim, do you have you had a lot of air sign partners? My girlfriend and baby mama is an air sign. Hey, which one? What is she? Which air sign? Uh, She is. Well, I I could be wrong. Okay, fuck. I I better not get this wrong. Her birthday is February two, so that makes her an Aquarius, right? Aquarius. Ah, that's an air sign. Interesting. Yeah, air sign as well. So, Gia. What's the mm-hmm. descendant of a, of Cancer? The so descendant a, of Cancer. The descendant. Okay, so if you, if you have a Cancer rising, a Cancer ascendant, the opposite sign is Capricorn. So that means you have a Capricorn descendant. Uh, so precious, that's you. I can see it. I think it is. <laughs> yeah, it is you. Okay, Capricorn on the descendant is very attracted to partners that are very, I wouldn't say serious, but generally they prefer more mature partners because Capricorn rules um, maturity, age, time. It's ruled by Saturn. These are people who would like generally be attracted to people who are older than them, who have more life experience and that they can look up to. Um, and because Cancer Ascendant is very like, they're very tender and very like kind of soft and emotional. They want someone who takes care of them. They oh, they attract partners that are always like or they want partners in their life i guess that tend to care uh, you know care for them and protect them in a very material sense capricorn is very like ambitious sign so they, they'll be attracted to partners who have a lot of ambition so yeah it's really like the it's the yin tier yang like cancer ascendant people are very like um emotional very tender they like taking care of people they um they like being at home and being um, tending to their home and making sure everyone they love is very emotionally cared for. But so then they tend to look for partners that are more like that can take care of them materially. Naman. 
So that's how, okay. yeah, so that's how the so what relationship I, What works. I think we're getting is that, I mean, like, astrology is extremely nuanced, especially when you're comparing charts sure. in terms of relationships. Um, yeah. Is there some sort of cheat sheet or broad strokes that people can use in trying to identify compatibility um, with their sun signs? With their, with their sun signs, strictly speaking, then, yeah, that just think of the elements again. So all, all the all the water signs tend to be generally more in harmony with each, with each other. All the water signs, the air signs together, uh, the earth signs and the fire signs. You also want to look at the compatible element. Water and earth go together because it makes mud and things grow in mud or something like that. But yeah, that's I mean that that kind of makes sense in a logical way. Earth signs and water signs do go together. Fire and air signs naman go together as well. Because um, they, in the way that they're supportive, air makes more fire, can help make more fire. So then right, right. It's, a, it's a supportive relationship as well. Again, like the sun signs, the only, the only show like one part of you and one part of like how you go about life and love. But if you want, yeah, someone more compatible, you can check the elements. Like how can having your... your... Um, charts read and knowing more about mm -hmm. your just star signs and stuff. Mm -hmm. How can that help yeah. you um, with your love life? How can you use that knowledge to your advantage? Good question. Like um, for me, the actual actually the reason why I got into astrology was because I couldn't figure out why I wasn't jiving with my ex. Because in it made sense that I was a Scorpio and he was a Capricorn, and for some reason it wasn't working even though all the astrology sites were telling us that, oh, these are compatible because they're earth and water. Then that's how I got into all the rest of it and started learning astrology in depth. And what it really taught me was like, before I could figure out compatibility with other people, I had to figure out my own mess. <laughs> I had to figure out like, why, why do I always like want partners who don't like me very much or who are like really detached and like, they don't pay me the attention that I want, I guess. But then I, I push for it anyway and I stick with it anyway. And so learning astrology really gave a name to all that trauma and, and, and baggage. Um, and if you're, so, if you're someone who's having trouble with dating, um, who can't seem to like find a stable relationship or a, a good partner, or you're in a partnership and you're not really sort of happy knowing how your birth chart or what's in your birth chart can tell you like can tell you I guess in in a broad sense why that is if you if you're attracting if you're swiping and all you're attracting are like jerk assholes and all that's all you're like kind of that's in your life then I think it's worth knowing like well what's really going on with me why am I just attracting these same types of people, even though I know in my head, like, I don't want them? Why am I just attracting jerks and stuff? And then if you also give, if you are in a partnership and you're not happy or you're not, you're always in conflict, then a relationship reading or uh, an astrology reading can tell you, well, these are the points of, uh, these are the points in your partnership where you ha you're having a lot of challenge. This is why. Probably like this in your synastry or in the way that your charts are compatible explains why you're not really seeing eye to eye because one of you communicates like this and one of you communicates in a different way. 
and you have this you have this personal hang up that they keep triggering and so on and so forth so it's really like i guess i've i've seen the clients i've seen happen also to go into therapy i think the last mm-hmm. client i had had therapy and say so i think astrology can sort of fast track that for you if you're having trouble figuring out you know why am i the way i am astrology can give you a grammar and uh, terminology for that and that can help speed up well okay that's well that's probably why I'm, I'm like that it makes you feel really seen and like well this is my lived experience is reflected in the astrology that's usually what um right. i want my clients it to gives you a sort of blueprint or a starting off point yeah yeah, it's yeah, a, it's, it's like, more a tool for self-reflection than it is yeah. anything that's like prescriptive where it's like, okay, yeah. so you and your partner have super compatible birth charts, therefore you'll have a great marriage, whatever. It's just yeah. more like, it's not that. It's more like, okay, so take a look at who you are and who your partner is. And just, I think the like, it's easier to accept when you see it laid out for you like that and explained to you of this is why it's happening. You're like, oh, okay, that's... Yeah, and sometimes people have yeah, sometimes people go through things and they can't really understand themselves why. Like they know that things happen to them or that they go through certain experiences, but they don't really have like I don't know why that happens to me. And then astrology right. can give can give you some awareness to that patterns in your in your life and in your relationship. When you're aware of them, you can start to actively push against them if you're having bad patterns that repeat themselves over and over. Yeah, once you know why, then it's easier to sort of catch yourself and oh god, this is my this is my, this is this part of my chart acting up, and I have to choose something else that's better for me in relationships and you that's know already, life in general. That's like a really apt tool for self discovery and really like understanding yourself a lot better. Yeah. is what I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, personally, so like before before cool. this. Like before this episode, like I always thought of astrology as something to see, like for compatibility. Like will this mm-hmm. will like like more prescriptive, if I may say. Like I would always think yeah. of it in a way, na parang, oh, this makes sense because um she's a Pisces, or this doesn't make sense because she's a Leo. But I never really saw it as a tool. I mean, before this episode, I didn't really see it as a tool that I could use to understand myself better. And that's what I'm getting from you right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, that's a really great thing. That's a really great takeaway. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I know it sounds like really more complicated than what we all what we all kind of know from pop culture, from like sun signs and memes and things like that. I mean, you could stay at that level and engage in in astrology that way very casually. But then also think of, I also think about like well, it it kind of breeds it kind of breeds this like not healthy way of thinking about astrology and like right because obviously people are not just twelve signs. <laughs> we all agree even if we don't believe in astrology like uh, or we do that people are just not 12 signs and then when you approach astrology in a with a mentality na i'm looking for someone i'm compatible with there are only two things that happen basically is like you think i'm compatible with um gemini so i'm only gonna date gemini or you go out and date people and then you find out oh shit they're a scorpio i don't want to date scorpio so you reject them on the basis of that so i mean if you you engage in a, uh, astrology that way it doesn't do you any favors it's not as glamorous i guess as, as people will think about um when they think about astrological compatibility but i guess i just wanted 
I guess I just want to show people that people are super duper nuanced and complex and we contradict ourselves all the time, all the time. And it always shows up. It always shows up in the astrology. It always shows up in our actions. Astrology does account for the ways that people are very contradicting within themselves. So, yeah. Right. Do you think that you can you can read our charts a little bit more just to give like an example to the people listening how this okay. kind of applies to people cuz like um, I, I don't know questions? about me but I feel like super red when you said any... about the mommy thing. Okay. <laughs> are there any questions from people watching? Uh, I don't know okay, if Okay guys. Too so if anybody has any questions they want to ask our resident astrologer, now is the time to ask them because we'll we'll give a few minutes to this. But I yeah. guess in the meantime, the let me yeah. read some of the the fun comments that we've got from people. Is this super updated? Oh my god, I feel like a boomer right now. I feel like I'm a person who doesn't understand technology. Well, we got Ziggy Chavez joining us today. Hello, Ziggy. So Ziggy is uh my I, I was a guest co-host on his podcast, The Skeptic and the Rusty. If you're listening now, please do check us. Uh, please check that podcast out because I'm sure you'll like it as well. Uh, it is The Skeptic and the Rusty on Facebook. Uh, he said, gotta love him, Scorpios. Do we gotta love you? Do yes, we? short but sweet. Thank you. I mean, yes. I do. I do apparently <laughs> because everybody I hang out with is a Scorpio. A Scorpio. <laughs> we also got to say hi to Mackie. Hello, Mackie, fellow Team Gemini. Thank Aww. fuck I am not alone. Hello, if you're a it's Gemini, please like, sound off in the comments. Something is like Scorpio and Gemini are the signs that always get like kind of roasted on social media from what we I see. We do. Everybody people hates hate us. Scorpios oh and Gemini. Yeah, so why do people hate Scorpios? What is it about Scorpios <laughs> that everybody dislikes? I mean, have you met a Scorpio? <laughs> I've met at least three of them, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, but we're all very different. We're all very different flavors of Scorpio, I, I guess, because it's, um, because of everything else in our charts individually. So we'll, we'll be, we'll all, we're all Scorpio, but it's filtered in different ways. Whenever people ask me that, like, why do people always shit on Scorpios? My favorite answer is, you know, the story of the scorpion and the turtle. You ever heard of that fable? No. no. There's, okay, so there's there's like a fucking flood, right? There's a huge flood, and uh, so all the animals are fucking dying, and there's a, a scorpion uh, stuck on a rock. There's a turtle swimming by, and the water level is rising, and scorpion's gonna die. So he's like, "Yo, turtle, come here, save me." Uh, and the turtle says, "No, I can't." Uh, you'll if I let you on my back, you'll sting me and you'll kill me. He says, "Turtle, you idiot! If I sting you, then you'll sink and we'll both die." The turtle thinks this over and goes, "You know what? He's correct. He can't sting me." He lets the scorpion on his back, and as the turtle is swimming, he feels a sharp sting on the back of his neck, and he goes, "Scorpion, you fool! You've doomed us both. Why did you sting me in the back of the neck?" And the scorpion goes, "Because turtle, if I didn't, I wouldn't be a scorpion." So you're assholes, That's even profound. if it is a detriment to yourself. Yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. That is. I speak wow. for yourself, maybe. That's brilliant. <laughs> that's a that's a weird. I don't I don't think a Aesop uh, was quite something of the zodiac signs when he made up that fable. 
We we got a question though. Uh, somebody yeah. asked, "What do you think of apps like CoStar and the Pattern?" Ah, I know you have an uh, opinion on this. Well, I mean, I don't want to like. Uh, okay, um, it's fine, I guess. Even though my face says it's not fine. Um, CoStar, the the uh, for one thing, the most the biggest beef I have with it is the. Uh, algorithm is not correct all the time. Like the way they calculate your birth charts is not always correct. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know why. I think it's because they're. I think the coordinates are off. They can be. They don't have enough coordinates to be very precise. So if you wanted to get an accurate birth chart, I would still go to astro.com. That's the most accurate free one. Coaster will sometimes get it wrong. That's happened to me. Like I've looked at a chart, or somebody will come here. Well, Coaster said I was this and that. I was like, no, I'm looking at a. Pro- I have a professional software. <laughs> I, I bought one just because. But yeah, so that's one reason to hate Coaster. But I mean, other than that, if people are just having fun with it and they, you know, it's not always accurate. Oh, and apparently they this is um they don't have an, a consulting astrologer on their team. So that's something. To <gasps> oh, what? What? So they, they don't. They so they're making. Yeah, they're kind of making stuff up. So at, how at do you how like. do you have an astrology app without an astrologer? On I'm so confused. No. I don't know. I think they're very. They got a guy they, that Google stuff. Yeah, they got a guy that Google stuff. <laughs> well, There's some apps that have consulting astrologers that are legit. All right, um, but right. but in general, again, if you because astrology is such a, it's such a like. You need a person to synthesize, I guess, is what I would say. Like, you can't right. outsource it to a machine because the machine will be very, like, um, algebraic about it. And that's just not what people are, I guess. Like, would it's you... It's an art, not a science. Yeah, it's an art, not a science. Exactly. When people aren't mm. you can't figure them out <laughs> via... <laughs> All right, so somebody said, speaking of Scorpios, what can you say about people with Venus in Scorpio? What does that mean? Oh, Oh god, is this Leslie? Oh my god, hello Leslie. Um, so Venus, when I think of the planet Venus, it's in your birth chart, it's your relationship and your love uh, sort of principle, how you approach love and relationships. Um, and then when you put it in the sign of Scorpio, that's very an intense sign that is fixed. It's a water sign, so it's very um, emotional. Then you get a love principle that's very intense as well. So then they'll go into love relationships wanting a, a lot of intensity and a lot of almost trauma bonding. Like they always, they, they, they thrive on sort of very deep and very enmeshed emotional relationships. These are the kinds, of, I mean, depending on what else is going on the tra- in, in the chart, they generally don't want like shallow stuff like they they don't like engaging in sort of uh shallow relationships even when they're looking for sex oh and that's another thing sex is very important to people with venus and scorpio because sex is the way that they can own you that's the only way because when your bodies are entwined they have all of you finally wow that's that's something about venus and scorpio that sounds super intense i don't know (laughs) Who asked that? We, we do have a question actually from Leslie <laughs> and she asked, why are Gemini men so annoying while Gemini women are amazing? Thank you, Leslie. <laughs> Thank you so much. I know we're great. 
But yeah, Gemini men, in my experience, are like literally Satan. Generally, oh. like I maybe know like uh, like one exception no. or something, but every other Gemini man. It's Donald yeah, Trump is a Gemini man. Oh. Yeah, Xi Jinping is also a Gemini man. So and Ooh, Kanye West, okay. Kanye West is a Gemini man. We're a mess. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, the male species is mess. My boy, my boyfriend is Gemini. He's uh, is he Satan? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not to me. <laughs> so he's he's actually he's Gemini, but he's a Scorpio rising. So that's so that's where that's generally what you want to look for. If you have someone, if your sun sign is like this, and someone has a rising sign, then that's really good. Um, and also, I'm a Gemini moon. My moon is Gemini. So that's that's where you look at the compatibility. You, okay, we have there obviously have very different sun signs. Mine is Scorpio and he's is Gemini, but my gem my moon is in Gemini. So you're in your connection, sun and the moon. And then my sun is in Scorpio and his rising is in Scorpio. So that's where you look at the connection as well. So it's basically you still have like things in common, yeah, even though they manifest yeah. in different ways. Right. Yeah. So still sort of aspects of your personality sort of puzzle piece together in in a different way yeah there's this really cool question from nick he goes is there such a thing as fully realized like as a fully realized zodiac sign oh kind of like an underdeveloped cancer and then a fully realized cancer like yeah i do see these terms thrown around a bit yeah well um it doesn't I guess philosophically, like, I don't really look at it that way. Like, definitely all the signs have a negative and a positive sort of expression. I wouldn't think of it as, like, mm-hmm. evolved and unevolved, you know? But um, because it, it, it kind of tells people that, well, you're just... When you're evolved, you never express the negative side of it. Because you still will. I don't know. I find as a Scorpio... Like, I like to think I'm a bit more evolved than I used to be, but only because I mastered sort of, as you grow up, you just master, like, the bad traits of a sign. And then I guess you could say you're a bit more evolved. But I, yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of that word, sorry, personally. I have a quick question. I've heard of this term, cuspines. Can you explain what that is? How does no, that work? Okay. Okay, uh, so cusp signs are another thing, unfortunately. They're kind of oh, a myth. okay. It's a lie? Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's a lie. Oh. It's a lie. There are no cusp signs. Like, you can't be... I've seen uh, people... These are people who will usually say, well, I was born on this date. And some websites say it's, like, Libra. And some say it's Scorpio. And I can't know for sure, so I'm just going to say I'm a Libra Scorpio cusp. Something like that. That's not real. Unfortunately, you can only be one or the other sign in terms of, like, your planet. Right. Oh, I mean, well, to explain that, well, because, oh, God, then it gets really mathy. Because well, think, when you think of the zodiac, it's like this 360-degree circle, and there are 12 zodiac signs. They each So each zodiac sign gets 30 degrees. So you can only be either, like, 30 degrees of Libra or zero degrees of scorpio there's no like middle there's no middle ground you can be both so Uh what you need to do is like if you're not sure what sun sign you are if you were born on the quote-unquote cusp date you can go online and go to a birth chart generator and plug in your 
plug in your birth time, that'll be probably the tiebreaker because you need the time to get the exact degrees. All right. So uh, I think we need to give, we need to, we need to wrap this up. I swear we need to figure out how to end episodes because we, we've, we've never done it <laughs> we properly. So properly ended. We're, we're going to give this episode. a shot. Uh, thank you to everybody who <laughs> I listened. I suggest we do it like at the end of a JOI video where we count down 10, 9. <laughs> and then you can come now like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, goodbye. <laughs> Boom. That's it. I guess that's it for us today. Thanks again. Gia, anything you yeah. want to plug today? Uh, just check me out. I do uh, horoscopes and astrology stuff on Instagram at astrobygg. Then my website as well, www.astrobygg.com. So, thank you so much for having me. Also, by the way, it's the start of Libra season, aka the equinox. So I mean, it's just a uh, great timing for like we're talking about relationships, and Libra is a very relationship-oriented sign. The start of Libra season. Amazing, we did it. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kai. Any pluggables? That's xoxcai on Twitter and Instagram. All right, Jabim. This time, make sure you get it right. Yes, um, Jobimism on Twitter and Jobimavier on Instagram. Alrighty, I am at Your... Trisha O'Bannon on Twitter. And that's pretty much it. I guess I'm not doing anything else. To everyone who's watching, as a final parting gift, Gigi has so kindly, out of oh, the yeah. generosity of her, her heart, oh, yeah. okay. has decided to give all now open listeners a 20% discount code for yeah. any of her services on her website, astrobygg.com. So if all right. you book on the website, on the website on www.astrobygg, there's a booking thingy there the code is now open to love with like the letter the letter the number two so now open to love for 20 percent off readings with me i do personal readings one-on-one on zoom and skype so awesome. i hope to speak with you guys i don't know do we just end unceremoniously as we usually do is this our our signature not knowing how to end things yeah just drop out like like mid-sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much Bye. for having me. Thank you, guys. Just try waving Boy, weirdly, awkwardly you. at the camera. Until... This has been Now Open, Now Closing. Uh, we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us. Good night. Closing time. <laughs> Every, I don't know the lyrics.